What is up, sports fans? Thanks for tuning in. My name is Fry, and I am the host of the Sports by Fry podcast. Today, I'll be wrapping up round three in the AFL. Done and dusted, another weekend of footy. Interesting weekend of footy. We've got a bit of an idea now which players and teams are the real deal and who's struggling. I'm going to talk mainly AFL fantasy um, and touch on the rabble that is my team. Actually, it's not that bad. I shouldn't, shouldn't complain that much. But yeah, I didn't have a great weekend, so... This uh, podcast will also be coming out in the form of a video on YouTube, so on the YouTube video I'll interactively show you my team and my scores from the weekend, so if you want to check that out, please do so. You can also find my first compare the pair video um, on YouTube, and in podcast form I did um, Chris Bosch, or compared Chris Bosch and Chris Webber a couple of days ago, compared their career, so make sure you check that out. My next podcast slash video will probably be coming out on Wednesday. Um, I'll be talking about the basketball because the NBA season's nearly done and dusted, so predominantly NBA orientated. This video and podcast is being filmed or recorded at about 2.30 in the afternoon on Sunday, so after I've recorded this, I'll be doing the Sunday sit-down with Jake, so make sure you check out the Sunday sit-down as well. Without further ado, let's get started. Seven was my round three score. <laughs> not great at all. I went on a couple of gambles and they did not pay off. So I scored about 2,000 points fewer than I scored last week, which is a real bummer. My rankings dropped quite significantly. Still in the top 20,000. And I know a couple of other coaches struggled this week, but I made the bold move of trading in Gary Ablett. And as you can see, I stupidly put the C on him. So I thought he would go nuts against the Eagles. I probably should have, you know, looked into the form this season compared to the history. I mean, I think Gary Ablett had had 11 straight tons against the Eagles, so I liked his chances, but I tried a little bit hard to be unique and different, and it backfired. So let's start from the defence. Rory Laird scored 120 for me. He's a gun. I'm so glad that I started with him. You can just pencil him in for 100 to 120 each weekend. Jake Lloyd's been fine. He scored 87, I'll take that. Luke Ryan scored 71. I traded him in this week for Michael Hibbard. Um, I think he's averaging 85 right now, and I think that'll be bang on roughly what it'll average for the year, so I can't be too bad. And then my rooks, um, you know, I had Finlayson, Doty, and Murray on the ground, who all scored fine, and my two guys on the bench, Guthrie and Pierce, also scored pretty good. So not too bad for my defence. Midfield, this is where it starts to get interesting. So... Tom Mitchell dominated again. I think over 60% of teams or coaches had their captain's badge on him, so I probably should have done the same thing. But like I said, I stupidly chose the little master who went not only scored 71, but also did his hamstring. So he's a must-trade-out for me, which really throws a spanner into the works. I've dodged a lot of other injury woes so far, so that's my first injury complaint. So he's gone this week. Sorry, Gary. Kelly and Parker underperformed. Um, I think Kelly will stay in the side. He's a gun. Parker could be on the chopping block, though. Um, I'll have to wait and see. Lockie Neal was fine against the Gold Coast. I'd love for him to just push his average up another 10 points. That'd be great. Kelly, Holman, and Barry were fine. Uh, Barry scored 40 for me, which was a bit of a bummer. But my other two rookies, Banfield and Brayshaw, both scored pretty average. So that was fine. My rucks, I had Jacobs and Gorn. 
Once again, pretty happy with that. Those of you who had Steph Martin will be licking your lips. I'll talk more about him later. Jack Billings is the one I'm really disappointed in. He only scored 58 points. Um, he could be traded out this week. Uh, I started the year by saying I love Blake Akers, and Blake Akers is scoring better than him at the moment. I probably predict him to bounce back, but I can't be taking this 60s and 70s. I bought him to be getting higher scores, like Petraka and Heaney. They scored fine. You can't be mad with someone scoring in the 90s. Liam Ryan scored 78 and injured his ankle. Fingers crossed he's okay because um, I've got Langdon on my bench in my forwards as well as Venables. So not a lot of great uh, rookie depth there. So fingers crossed Liam Ryan can get up because if he can get up, that'll allow me to not trade him and maybe work some magic somewhere else. So that's how my team went this round. No one really stands out with the exception of Gary but that was my fault and Jack Billings I think is my real negative threes. Tom Mitchell obviously was a star and a couple of other guys were pretty solid but this year a lot of the guys that I've picked are really failing to go from the 80s and 90s up to those big scores you know. Luke Parker had a good run in round one but Neil hasn't, Kelly hasn't really exploded so yeah I'm trying to I'm facing it interesting this week with my trades, trying to figure out how to go about it so that I can, you know, get back into the top 10 to, you know, then single digit thousands. Um, yeah, that's how my team shaped up in round three. So 1907 this week, it's not going to cut it from the large fries and coke, but could be worse. It's okay. At least, fingers crossed, I've dodged a lot of bullets. I should trade out Zach Merritt and Michael Hibbard. Last week, as they were bleeding cash, and my guys I brought in, even though Gary got injured, did score higher than both those guys. So I can't be too mad. Um, I emptied a lot of money to get those guys in, but it's part of the game. It's what happens. It's a long year, so I'm still in okay stead. I want to talk plus threes now. So these are the guys that stood out from the weekend. First one, hands down, gun. So underrated. I watched the Frio and Suns game, and this guy looked amazing, Jared Lyons. He scored 151, and I've noted in the past couple of weeks, the Dockers have really shut down teams. They're really back to that stingy defense that saw them crack through and make a grand final in the early part of the decade. But yeah, Jared Lyons had no worries scoring points. He was unstoppable. He managed 10 tackles for the game, as well as chalking up 30 touches. So, you know, big Dream Team scorers, they find a way to score in multiple ways, whether it's through goals, tackles, marks, as well as accumulating a lot of the footy. Jared Lyons is definitely ticking all those boxes. He faces another trip out west this week with the Suns facing the Eagles out of the stadium. So he averages 151 at the venue after his big game last weekend and there's no reason why he can't go big again. The second plus three goes out to Stephen Cornelio. He only had 111, which isn't an amazing score, but considering all the other guys in the game like Kelly and Parker, they failed to really go up into that triple figure and then some score. Cornelio looked unstoppable. He was fending blokes off. He was racking up touches, having shots on goal. He's probably the must-have player in the comp at the moment. He's averaging over 120. Um, he looks set in that Giants midfield. If he can have a clean bill of health, there's no reason why he can't be a top eight midfielder this year. So Cornelio gets my second plus three. The last plus three goes out to none other than Steph Martin. Massive score. He was in full beast mode against the power. He had 177 fantasy points, which wasn't only a round high, it was a career high for Martin. So well done, big boy. 
he monstered whoever was against him in the ruck. So Port Adelaide might need to fix up their ruck strategy. He had nearly 50 hit outs, but he also racked up about 30 touches. So there's a lot of people out there who'll be owning Steph Martin. Well done. The negative threes. First one goes to Dustin Martin. So when I was trying to pick a different captain other than Tom Mitchell, I had a look to see who was the most selected captains this week. Tom Mitchell was about 60% of the comp, but Dusty was right up there. I think it was about 10% of the team. 10% of teams had Dustin Martin as their skipper, so not a great score from uh, Dusty. He needs to lift. The second one goes to none other than Elliot Yo. I watched the Eagles and Geelong game. Pretty good game, actually, but Elliot Yo was not looking good. He only had about six Dream Team points going into the last quarter. He junked his way to about a 46, but yeah, he looked well out of it. He didn't even have his hands near the 40. He had about three touches going into the last quarter, which the Eagles were okay with because they were winning, of course. But yeah, you feel like Yo's going to be a bit more involved if they're going to be a real contender. And if he keeps playing that kind of role, then he really is going to epitomise the yo-yo or the roller coaster that he has throughout his AFL fantasy career already. The last one, I could have gone 100 which ways. Like I said in my last video, I try to want to target guys who aren't in my team. So my third negative three goes to Rory Sloan. Really disappointing from Sloan. I thought that with Crouch out, he could really lift and dominate against St Kilda. They had a massive, massive win. So there's no excuse not to get touches. Plenty of other blokes found a way to score. Bryce Gibbs, for example. But yeah, Sloan just managed a 67, which is not good enough. Quickfire trade thoughts. Um, I've touched on the plus threes. I think all of those guys viable trade-in targets. Nick Caulfield, the Saints rookie, he'll be another guy that will probably be the most traded-in player, or if not, he'll be right up the top of the list this week. He had a good debut for the Saints and should probably hold his spot on the side. Shane Savage and Paul Seedsman, the two other guys who are a bit underrated flying under the radar in defence. So if you want to target someone that's not the full you know, top dog like Simpson or... Hurley or Laird, then those two guys are both viable options. The last one, after watching Nat Fife dominate, I think that he's the real deal. Um, I've been bullish on him all preseason. I wasn't sure if he could really be that 110 fantasy player, and I still have a little bit of concern, but it's a couple of tough games coming up for the Dockers, so if he can score well in them, then you should definitely look at trading him in. Actually, I'm gonna go one more, Seb Ross. I don't know why he is so unowned. He has a very small, minute ownership every year, and he always puts up numbers. He had 120 plus on the weekend again. He keeps getting it done. He could become a viable option for me this week because everyone else just keeps dodging him, so I might pull the trigger. Guys to trade out. Um, Merritt and Hibbard, I traded them out last week. They both had miserable games again this week. Flipped them out. Three weeks is long enough. I mean, they've bled so much money now that you might be forced to hold them because you can't trade them to anything decent. But if you can find a way to get them out of your side, you've got to do that ASAP. Back in the likes of Billings and Cripps and Cade Simpson, who have another rough game. I think giving Billings one or two more chances. Cripp, that's all right. 89 is not a terrible score. And those other premium options that are, you know, right there but haven't broken through for big tons yet, that's fine. Hold on to them. In saying that, though, I have officially given up on Adam Trelaw. He scored really low again for the third week in a row. The Pies are a bit of a rabble when it comes to fantasy scoring. They're all over the shop. So I'd have, I've always been a big fan of the Pies. They always seem to pencil in 110-plus for Pendles and Steel Side Bottom, Trelaw, Taylor Adams. But all of them are just fluctuating too much this year. So get rid of them before it's too late.
And last but not least, a couple of rookies are getting close to topping out in price. Um, Aaron Norton and Andy Brayshaw, the Dockers, are the two that are probably close to averaging near their break-even, which if a player's average is getting towards their break-even, the chances of making a lot of money are very low. So I'd look to maybe move those guys, if not this week, then probably next week. Finally, just looking ahead, um, fingers crossed that Liam Ryan can get up this week. He did a, had an ankle sprain in the last little part of the game against uh, the Cats, so a lot of teams and a lot of coaches will be praying that he can get up. Please make sure that his ankle sprain is not too bad. We haven't really been given a lot of information. I think he's touch and go for this weekend, and if he does miss, I think it'll only be for one week. So he probably isn't a must trade, but more news might come out this week, so stay tuned to that. Ablett, he's done a hamstring. He's out for at least two weeks, maybe even more. He's got to go. Dane Beams was a late out. For those of you who are Beamer owners, he's had an indifferent start to the year, so you could potentially look to move him on as well. And last but not least, if you've got Rory Lobb in draft, I know a lot of people probably won't have him in Classic, but we thought he would be really good in the preseason. He didn't have ruck status. We assumed he'd pick that up by about round six and be a handy link between our rucks and our forwards, but he tweaked his knee Looked very proppy in the second half, so I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, rested for a game or two to try and get that 100%. For those people who are giving negative threes out to rookies and complaining about your rooks, you can stop. They're doing very, very well this year. I understand there's a few people like me who owned LDU and others have been on Paddy Dow or Cam Rayner, but this, this crop of rookies have been really impressive so far. I mean, Don Barry scored 40 on the weekend, and I totally understand the frustration when there's a 90 on your pine and a 40 on your field, but... As long as those guys are making you money, they're doing okay. So fingers crossed those rookies can keep going up and earning us money. I know that a few of us will be looking to hold them for at least another half a dozen weeks or so, the likes of Tim Kelly and Holman, Finlayson. So yeah, you're gonna get your 40s and 50s from rookies. We've been pretty blessed so far, so don't complain too much. My trades this week, as I mentioned, Gary Ablett's gone. Um, I'll probably try to downgrade and get Cornelio Alliance. I like the really good Look at those two boys. Luke Parker might go for the second one of those two. And I might gun Cornelio and Lyons in this week. But team selection might change my game plan a little bit. Andy Brayshaw to Nick Coffield will be a real popular move this week, which is another one I'm considering. Like I said, he had a pretty good debut. Coffield's defender mid. So getting rid of Andrew Brayshaw, who hasn't really lit the world on fire in his first three games, might be a good tactic. And then you've got a handy link between your DPP through the midfield and defence as well. No Thursday night game, so we're back to a normal Friday lockout this week. Um, hope you've enjoyed the round three wrap-up. I'm going to write an article that'll essentially cover all the stuff that I've talked about. That'll be live on the Sports by Fry site, so you check that out at sportsbyfry.com. You can also find more of my content on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Make sure you leave a rating and review on iTunes if you enjoyed it or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next